Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. This week was No Such Thing from 2001, directed by Hal Hartley and written by Hal Hartley, starring Sarah Polly, Robert John Burke, Helen Mirren, and Julie Christie, and a bunch of extras from Iceland. Right? <laughs> That's where this took place, right? Iceland? Yeah, That's it was right. like paid for by the Iceland film something. Icelandic Film Corporation. Mm. The Icelandic Film Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> I think we just have to explain that this is a special moment. Yeah, um, we're, we're testing out new we're equipment. We're testing out new recording equipment, and it it's really cool to hear yourself talking through this equipment it's pretty amazing <laughs> super clear you can't hear any background noise the microwave i mean you could probably still hear background noise but minimal mm. you can't hear the crazy techno dance party going on downstairs yeah it's literally a dance party going on downstairs that <laughs> we can hear but it's not being picked up very much on the microphone so we're very thankful for our equipment yeah, thanks to, thanks to my family and to my brother Kim specifically. You guys are awesome. Thank you, guys. But besides thanking them, I'd like to thank a special person. His name is Nick Riddle, and he paid for us to watch this movie. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, man. Uh, he gave us a choice of eight different movies. It was kind of crazy. Um, the other people who have uh, pledged that much for the Kickstarter... Uh, I told them to give us a list of three, and we'd choose one from the three. But uh, Nick was ready when Aaron asked him. <laughs> Gave us a huge selection, and we just we were just overwhelmed. So we kind of rolled a dice. A die, rather, just to see what we were going to pick. The first movie that we got, I can't remember the name, was some, some Holocaust movie starring Jeff Goldblum. And it actually looked really good, but there was no way to get it. We couldn't find a way to get it. So we rolled again, and then we got this one, No Such Thing, 2001. Um, it was on Amazon, so we just rented it. And let me start off in a diplomatic tone. <laughs> Nick, if you really like this movie, I apologize for what we're going to say about it. Uh, we've already talked to a couple people who think this movie's pretty good. I don't know when the last time they watched it was, Um 
it, maybe that has no effect. Maybe it, it was maybe us. This is just the way we took it. But we, I don't think any, any of us have a very high opinion of what we saw. Guys? We were... <laughs> we hated it. We were... I'm sorry. I feel really I, bad saying that. I've been... I'm not going to lie. Between our watching the movie and recording this, um, I've had some time to think about this movie. And people have asked me... Because people come into the store and they ask me what they think about, uh, you know, what we're recording or what we're watching next uh-huh. and stuff. And so my, like, my two to three minute, like, explanation of this movie... <laughs> When I just described the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why don't you give us a synopsis? All right. Then? So the movie starts off. Wait, um, hold, on, hold on. Let's set the scene here. You're, okay. You're at the comic book store. Sure. The counter is uh, facing away from the front door. Yeah. You, you know, so people door, can get the drop on me all the time. Doors it's pretty usually dumb. open. I feel like Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in walks typical comic book person. Sure. Uh, you know, he's wearing a bow tie. That's right. He's got glasses with tape in the middle because, you know, bullies have broken his glasses and suspenders. Poor fella. His pockets uh, are full of pogs. He walks up to Aaron and says, <laughs> Aaron, I really like your... This is actually me. I go into this comic book store. So. <laughs> <laughs> your podcast is cool, dude. <laughs> hey, um, these are our listeners. I apologize. <laughs> Joel. Okay. So, what what are you guys watching this week? Huh? Oh, hey, um, average comic book store customer. You can call and me Larry. Friend. Larry, <laughs> yeah, and friendly ally. Who <laughs> <laughs> I would never. Who Joel would never. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I said, that was a role play of myself. So, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't oh, else. Okay. okay. Good. Okay. Well, after we fist bump and and. <laughs> Uh, we <laughs> sorry, I got, sorry, I got that Cheeto comrade. dust all over your fist. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, comrade, um, this is what's going down. We're gonna watch. We just watched a movie called No Such Thing, and oh man, it was stinky. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be funny like The Room, but that's the feeling I get when I watch this movie. Um, so the movie starts off with uh, um. I guess you see a monster, right? And he's like, he's recording himself. That's uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay. All right. Long story short, it monologue. Yeah, yeah there's he's a monologue. Doing, like, I, let, let's go. Let's circle okay. around back all right, to all right, that. All right, all right. So, 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 basically, this tape ends up at at this. Um, it's like a news office. News right? office. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, one of the ladies who works there, her fiance was a missing cameraman who was lost in Iceland. And so this tape that she picked up had definitive evidence that he had been in Iceland. And so she wants to go. She wants to see him. Uh, Helen Mirren. The real Helen Mirren. Is in this movie. And <laughs> and she tells her, sure, after a little bit of dialogue, uh, her saying, no, you shouldn't go, then, you know, you know, kind of nitpicking and whatnot. And then she's like, sure, okay, go ahead. So she goes to the airport. <laughs> she goes to the airport. She gets mugged at the airport. 
I didn't remember that until you just said it. <laughs> and then after she gets mugged at the airport, she hops on the plane. No, she sees someone trying to oh, smuggle radioactive materials onto a plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's all kind. There's all kinds of terrible crimes going on on her way to the airport. Yeah. I mean, it's like that. People get shot. It's like you're watching a sketch comedy, like where they're like, "Now, what if just like the craziest number of things could happen in a row?" Like, it's like, to it's her. like airplane. Like, like for whatever. yeah. It's like <laughs> Naked Gunner Airplane, like how things are going like catastrophically wrong at every turn. And, and every, everyone else is like like just acting like this is just a normal thing. They're I just know. walking around in the Shh, background. They're playing it completely serious. It's straight. Like, like the way she even describes it, that she knows that they were stealing radioactive material like while it's happening. She's right. She's writing a letter to her boyfriend, who she doesn't know if he's living or dead. But she's writing a letter, and and she's just—it's like her voiceover reading it to the audience. And she's just like, "I saw some men trying to smuggle the radioactive materials onto a plane. Never saw that before. Yeah. Like just super, like okay, have a nice day. Normal, like one hundred. Oh, it was." It was so weird, like, without, like, fear, without, like, humor. I don't know what it was supposed to be there, but, yeah, it was like watching Tommy was so... Yeah. Go, like, I bought you a red dress. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. No, okay, Aaron, continue with the synopsis here. Oh, okay. So after the, the shenanigans, I would explain... I would explain to 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 the customer. Yeah, this sounds really boring. Can I buy some magic packs? <laughs> oh, sure. Here, here. I'll just keep talking at you, though. Okay, okay. Here's a magic pack for I'm you. Magic open, the Gathering. I'm going to open these right Kaladesh, now. Kaladesh, new, new, new set out right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm going to open these. Is that okay? Right. Yeah, sure. You open it. Go yeah, ahead. Continue. All right. So, uh, so anyways, thanks for listening to me. Um, so, so uh, she hops on a plane. Then, uh, next thing you know, uh, that plane crashed, man. What? Yeah. <laughs> that plane crashed. Oh. Oh, oh so she this- She gets mugged. She sees radioactive material getting smuggled. The plane crashes. Okay, so so this movie isn't actually about that monster we saw in the beginning. It's, no. it, it's about a uh, like a, a, a person who survives girl. a plane crash well, or something like that. Although we don't know well, that she survived yeah, at first. It was like, wait, what? Well, th- thankfully, a, an awesome fisherman saves her. And she gets medical help. And you get to see... The medical help. 10, 15, 20, maybe it, even 30 minutes it, of her recovering yeah, it's like from this plane minutes. crash. <laughs> <laughs> Rehabilitation. You see the process, That's man. where Julie becomes, Christie comes in, you know? That's where Yeah, Dr. she becomes friends with her, you know? Yeah, they're Dr. they're buds. They're buds. She's still determined, though, Joel. 30 minutes into this movie. Well, she's, she's determined to find her. Don't, don't forget, they found her, but she is paralyzed. Like, all, oh, yeah. all of her bones are broken. There's absolutely no way that, you know, there's the chance of her surviving again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is, is nothing. But, luckily. There's this one rare surgery. Right. It's that only, they've only done once before, it was right? Once or three. Like, it was, it, was, it was a very small number. Very very rarely performed surgery but luckily in Iceland they have the equipment necessary for it one of the most high tech hospitals in the world that's right Iceland and one of the best surgeons Dr. Anna 
That's right. That's right. Anywho, she gets this. The service is provided to her. And uh, she makes it. She can walk again. And you know what she does with this newfound, <laughs> newfound, you know, second look at life? She goes out there and she's like, I'm going to find myself a monster. Yeah, and Dr. Anna's like, well, I'll help you because we're best friends now. That's right. I guess. That's right. <laughs> she's a famous person because when she leaves the hospital, strangers who don't know her <laughs> forgot. give her flowers and pet, pet her, her head, head right? while she's walking ten, through. Tens, ten to twenty people <laughs> as she's walking down the stairs just reach out and just gently stroke her hair. She's not a resident of Iceland. She crashed on the way there. So these are either all people she met over the course of being in the hospital or people who just heard of her story and are now in awe of her and just want to touch her head. Icelandic people are awesome. That's yeah. what I'm getting from this movie so far. Like, Well, those Icelandic. Except for the villagers. So far, those Icelandic. <laughs> so far. The farther north you go. Um, excuse me. Some people in Iceland who are real bad. You're right. You're right. So, can, so, so I'm not going to put all my chips in on that now. So Sorry. Beatrice oh is the name of uh, Sarah Pauli's character. Yeah, and she's she yeah. and Doctor Anna are begun the trek north because she's going to resume her hunt for her right. her fiance. That's right. And the not last place crash. she was seen. So we not a mugging. These things will not stop her mm -hmm. from finding out what happened to her fiance. And we should also mention that Helen Mirren's character, uh, she's just called the boss in this. She's, she's okay. Sarah Pauly's boss. Okay. And he, she comes and she's like, you need to tell your story to the world. This is important. She's like, no. In the, fl in the flattest <laughs> voice possible. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just want to find my boyfriend. <laughs> who, who would want to hear it? Everyone. That's what she says, but that's what we were all thinking. Uh, it's a survivor story. People By the like that. way, her hair is in two braids. Because she's innocent. That look, yeah, it's like they were like, you're like a little girl. You're innocent. You just, um, I don't even know. But the the thing with the braids is... <laughs> They were done so loosely and so short that it looked like the kind of thing that, like, somebody just gave up on partway through. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I've had long hair for the majority of my life, and when you want to braid it, you're doing it to get it out of the way, usually. Yeah. And, I mean, sometimes you stop maybe an inch before the end of your hair. Sometimes you stop about here. Other times you you maybe stop here, maybe stop lower. Whatever your hair depends on the health of your hair. Her hair had a braid like at the top of her head and then like basically like a ponytail hanging straight down like who knows what, like Pippi Longstocking That's or exactly something. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. It was very strange. And I thought maybe it was a look she was going to do once or twice, but for most of the movie, that's the hairstyle, the yeah. go-to hairstyle she's got. It's it's just practical. Maybe maybe just nobody braided her. Maybe nobody nobody touched her hair after the uh, the incident, the accident. You know, she just in the hospital room all those many months, years. Uh, 
<laughs> however long just yeah. stuck with the braided hair we don't know how long <laughs> oh six months i'm sorry oh, yeah, yeah my apologies there was because that was another thing that i kept pointing out at the comic book shop was you know this agonizing long time she spent in the hospital which could have been dealt with perhaps in some type of segue or blackening of screen is then ended after tw- the 20 minute mark with a black screen that says six months later <laughs> Yeah. I f- <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, good point. Good point. It's just that kill me. Because when you see that, you're like, you're like, why didn't they just do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> like while we were watching it, Aaron was like, why are they showing us all of this? And I was like, they're trying to establish what she's got. I mean, it's silly that we were outside of ourselves going, like, why do we as the viewer need to see that moment? Yeah, yeah. That it's a critical 20, eye, but that, still. That yeah. few moments where we're in the hospital with her. No, I, and I, I do think that, if anything, we had an enjoyable experience oh. and something to talk about. Yes, this movie. I, I'm going to, yeah, I, maybe I won't say that till the end. Let, let me just speed through the rest of the synopsis real quick okay. so that okay. we can cover that because okay. cause there are scenes, like, I, w- I would like There's to so go- so many moments, children. Yeah, I want, I want to go it. back to the other scenes. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, so they they go north. Uh, at some point, uh, Beatrice has to separate from Dr. Anna because she's got to ride a tiny little horse <laughs> with the <a> guide. <laughs> she has to go as far as she can in the car because at some point, Cars won't go any further. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she needs to get a little pony. But at some point, the <laughs> no, pony's It's a horse. Go they call any, it a horse. A horse won't go <laughs> any farther. Well, the guy, the, the guide is just like, no, I'm not going past this point. You know, bad things go on there. And uh, so she gets to this village and she's like, oh, I'm here to find my boyfriend or my fiance. And we had this like recording that's like they're saying it's a monster and the villagers are like hmm whatever come drink with us at this bar the one <laughs> the one bar in the village so they get her hammered and they steal her stuff and her clothes <laughs> <laughs> no it's even worse Joel because they undressed her but they just put her clothes in a backpack like her backpack her clothes just went in her backpack. No, they put all the stuff. <laughs> they just put them in the backpack. I didn't even think about that. I know. She gets I don't know why I focus later. on that, but they, they, they ripped her clothes off, put it in a backpack. <laughs> this is the type of thing you get when you go to Iceland. Oh, my God. You get top quality medical care, and then your clothes are thrown in a backpack. <laughs> and then they wrapped her they in a tarp. They get you drunk. They strip you naked. They throw you on a raft. Offer you up as a human sacrifice. Well, yeah, they offer her up oh in God. a tarp and uh, also several bottles of beer. For <laughs> oh, yeah. This monster that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Now, um, let's let's go back here. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking my rule. Let's go back to the very beginning. You, you're talking about the monster. The monster is using a microphone, and we don't know the context for this. It just opens up with him and uh let's give a compliment here the monster's makeup on his head i thought looked really good i'm gonna say that the the uh top of his head the horns uh definitely um uh yeah the way they kind of tossed his hair pretty cool looking um uh, a lot of the you know scaly kind of thing going on with his jawline yeah looked pretty cool yeah pretty cool 
but he's got a microphone and he is just monologuing. He's, he's talking about, you sent these men in and I just killed them and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it anymore. And he's being like super poetic about it. And it was, Sarah was like, I'll bet people do this as a monologue. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this one I would love to see because I, I worked at this, I think I've said before, I worked at this theater and sometimes I would help with the auditioning process and we had this amazing casting director who was from like the West End in London and she had the most like sophisticated like British like etiquette but she could also just be super like cutting with comments and I just was like laughing to myself picturing somebody going in to do a monologue in front of her like at a monologue you know at a uh, auditioning casting session somebody reading this guy's prose that he's putting into the tape that he doesn't know where it's gonna go or whatever like the tape into the sea or whatever <laughs> how does he mail things I get the feeling like Oh, oh! He like puts it in a thing and throws it in the water, doesn't he? No, 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 no! Oh, no, no! no wait, he wait! He takes the raft over. Well, the that's village, what I was. Okay, right? let, let yeah. me continue with that part. <laughs> yeah. Let me continue with oh. this part. Oh, this scene. So he's. We don't know the context. He's just talking to a microphone. He says he's killed all these people, and then he like realizes that he's like run out of tape, and he gets all all steamed, all pissed off. So he like picks it up. And he gets into his little, his schooner, <laughs> sails across to the, to the nearby village. By the way, this guy um, is just 100% American. He's got 100% American, perfect English. I have, I have things to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes his schooner over to the village. The, vill the, ter the villagers are terrified and they're running into their houses and stuff like that. And... He goes into the the bar that's there. Does he spit fire at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he spits fire at one of the guy's shoes. Right. Oh, yeah. He lights this poor guy's shoes yeah. on fire. Yeah. So the Alter Destiny is never going there because they don't have shoes for him. And then he like goes outside and lifts up the side of the building and- it's a shack, but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not- He then throws you, the A normal person couldn't do it, but it's like, what is the point? Well, I think, I mean, this is his way of uh, expressing that he wanted that shipped. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's what he does every time he needs mail yeah, shipped. Whenever he, he needs mail <laughs> shipped, he goes to the bar. Because he was <laughs> up a few people. Because uh, he was inside the yeah. bar. He the head off someone. Yeah. Spits fire. Oh, and then we see him peeing, right? And, the, and then he, like, lifts up the building. Yep. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then it cuts away for a long time. We don't see the monster for a very long time, by the way. Uh, but you, what do you want to say about oh his uh, his use of the American language? Are we done with the synopsis? Can we just like talk now? About oh no, we're not. The, the we're not. I mean, we can pick up again. Like uh, I have so many things to say about this movie. Okay, and well, not enough time. So okay. So <laughs> similarly very stated for yeah. me as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, very quickly, very quickly. Beatrice uh, goes, the villagers try to sacrifice her to the monster. The monster doesn't end up eating her, obviously. Um, she is, for some reason, not afraid of the monster. And he, she finds out that her fiancé was killed because 
there's a bunch of bones and she recognizes the sneakers. We'll come back to that. <laughs> we'll come back to the scene. And she, <laughs> oh my God, she ends up convincing the monster to leave with her. So they go across the way and he's not going to attack anybody. She's made him promise. And if, even though these villagers were really cruel to her, she gives one of them a kiss on the cheek, which is weird. <laughs> well, and she, yeah, she kissed him earier. In the movie. Right, but I mean, he was obviously obviously in on it. Yeah, but (laughs) dude, it's supposed to show that she's forgiving. Yeah. That was that that scene was was to show. (sighs) Yeah, she tells the. Don't you justify this (laughs) movie to me? Oh, I will. (laughs) She tells the monster that it's on him, whatever he does, and she should forgive. Even though she sees the rib cage of her fiance and his sneakers. His <laughs> sneakers. Once again, yeah. shoes. This monster hates shoes. <laughs> it's kind of funny how he how he offered it up to her too. Like he just walks over, he grabs like a femur or something and like tosses it, like a skull, and he just picks up the shoe and he's just like Alright, we can't even do this and we can't do this. We have to go back. We have to all talk right, about all it. these scenes. Go for because, it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's okay, Joel. It's okay. It's a wild ride. This is a wild podcast run. Let's go back. Okay. Helen Mirren is a- <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in this movie is too. acting in this movie. Like I think she's she's actually put her like full not not a full ability. It'd be impossible to put it in this movie. But she's like she has a character, you know. She's like the the cutthroat boss who's willing to do anything to to get the scoop or whatever like that. And she's got her underlings, and one of them is a guy who who's cross-eyed for some reason. But you know, it's he's probably just a cross-eyed man. I shouldn't make fun of. Uh, and uh, yeah, maybe this is one of those roles that like. British people just look for the opportunity in their acting career to be that to be that person that's like the headhunter that needs the scoop or whatever because there's the movie Scoop by Woody Allen where the guy um, from what is that show called? Um, Deadwood. Deadwood. And then there's Trainwreck where Tilda Swinton is basically that kind of a character which she's almost completely unrecognizable in. And um, then there's this where like Helen Mirren is here and you're like, what are you doing here in this movie? And you're trying to figure it out. And she's just like, I need the story. Like, got to do something that sells. I don't want to hear any fluffy, sentimental crap. I just want something that's good. That's going to sell us papers and whatever. So, um, (laughs) Helen Mirren acting like this, like, New York, like, I don't know what, like, just a very, like, strong business person who's, like, kind of reminded me of, like, the Daily Planet, like, (laughs) kind of a situation, like a caricature of what a newsroom would be like. She's Lois Lane or Perry White or... No, just, like, if someone was, like, the editor of the Daily Planet or whatever, like, the person, the go-to person. Perry, Perry White, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, she 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 had all the the, the uh 
stereotypical editor ed- editor in chief kind of things going on, like Sarah's saying, you know, ambitious, tough. If she'd been a know. guy, she would have been wearing suspenders, not a cigar or something. Like <laughs> uh, she was smoking all the time, so that's close. Oh, enough. that's true. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. So our girl here, Beatrice. She starts off as just kind of uh, wearing some headphones, listening to some audio, and then she just very complacently stands up, goes into the other room, and says, like... Listen to this. Listen to this. You know that sound you've been looking for? (laughs) It's like she says something to the effect of, that crew that we sent up to Iceland to... To look for more information on the monster. This this person says they're the monster and they killed them. Oh, well, that's terrible. Hmm. Well, that one of those guys was my fiance. Can I go to Iceland? Oh. oh. <laughs> Just um, very- yes, yes, we can use this. We can use this scoop. Yes, yes, we'll send you to Iceland. Yeah, get on this plane. And although I hear there's terrorists all over the city for some <laughs> Watch out on your way to the plane. There may be any number of strange crimes going on around you. (laughs) Jaywalkers and... uh, So... I don't even know. When they said... Okay, she gets to the airport. She goes up to the counter. They tell her that her plane is going to be doing something differently than what she expected. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... She's there at the counter. It's rerouted, right? Yeah. yeah. It's rerouted or something. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, what is the purpose of that plot twist? So, Why didn't the plane that was going to Iceland crash? Why did it have to be a plane that was being rerouted from Belgium to Iceland? So, yeah. Because, uh, you know. <laughs> so, get, these things happen. <laughs> sorry, you keep trying to say it. It's just yeah, so stupid. Yeah, I like so then they say oh plane going to iceland crashed and you're like wait what so she just narrowly escaped the chance of crashing because her plane was rerouted or something and then no this woman comes in and goes that was the plane that she was on yeah well at first she's like oh this plane that was going to belgium crashed and and uh, Helen Mirren's like, oh, what, whatever, planes crash all the time. And then she's like, yeah, but uh, Beatrice was on that plane. She's like, what? I is, thought she was going to Iceland. Like, she was rerouted. Is that supposed to be important? Yes. Absolutely. I mean, that moment of them thinking that she's okay for a minute and then realizing oh, that man. she, in fact, was not okay. Because, I mean... I don't really know why that's there, like yeah. you're saying, Joel. Like, yeah, like you could have just said she's in. She was in a crash. That would be a surprise enough. I mean, it's freaking. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what the next. This movie was a rough ride. I don't it know. It was a rough ride, guys. I don't know what the next but twenty-five minutes are about. <laughs> we were like, just wait, what? And I think, I think, um. My major critical issue with the movie is that it sucks. Now, hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Because I think think it would have been better, but the score, the score of this movie 
is rough going. I believe I yes, I wrote down one hand keyboard soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoever they, they paid the five bucks on Fiverr.com oh. to write the score for well, this. Aaron, um <laughs> I've actually got a little insight to this and oh, yeah? if you'd like to know who made the soundtrack. Go hit me. It's what's by it, what, the what, person what's going who on? usually does his own soundtracks, and that would be the director of the movie. Oh. Okay then. And I think that uh, not necessarily as prolific as uh, as uh, John Carpenter. I don't know. No, God, I, I appreciate John Carpenter so much more now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love his soundtracks, man. No kidding. <laughs> this made that that Fred Fred Man- Mantrasini or whatever his name is soundtrack from uh, Endangered Species sound good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it just it antagonized. It antagonized me. Uh, it's just like, you're sitting there, you're trying to like, you're trying to take in the moments in this movie and you're getting like this, like not even PlayStation one kind of video game, kind of, kind of just horrible background. music. <laughs> Someone had fun with that MIDI keyboard. Just let their cat walk across it or I don't know. Yeah. It just, it, it just, it makes it that much harder just to like, to try to like concentrate on the information and to take it seriously. Like if yeah. it's, yeah. cause it's taking itself so seriously that you can't help it. And it, it's also trying to mix in humor. Like Helen Mirren's character is supposed to be funny. And obviously you're supposed to find the monster's antics funny, even though he's like an utterly depressing character. The monster is like Gary Busey, like, just ranting about something. <laughs> I don't know. I the, don't. the interactions between Beatrice and, um, and the monster, like, quickly reminded me of, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s television show, uh, 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 Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, big time. Um, but, but, I mean, there was no Ron Perlman in the scene. So like, <laughs> tale as old as time. No Linda Hamilton. Yeah, that there were no candlesticks or tea, tea kettles. Stuck present. on an island in Iceland. <laughs> yeah, there were no tea kettles, man. That's BS. <laughs> I will say though that the monster had a pretty sweet kind of. Hangout place. Oh, even though he, li- he lived like he lived like some weird industrial area. Yeah, and the outside <laughs> it was like it looked like the outside of a lighthouse or something like that. But on the inside, it seemed like it was pretty big. Uh, I mean, did people come in there to use that equipment every once in a while? Uh, not like, since the in monster that monster's took over. lair. Okay, yeah. where did the monster live before this? Oh, he told us. Well, he's been around since the beginning of time. He saw us crawl out of the ocean. Yeah. Okay, and you were saying the makeup looked good earlier. Yeah, I liked yes. it. Yes, somebody technically it. had the skill to be able to make the face look like a monster. Uh, allow me, allow me to elaborate. Uh, uh, I thought everything on the head looked good. Everything below the head looked like a homeless person. You didn't like his pirate costume? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel bad for saying this because Nick, we really appreciate it. Nick, we I, really I, appreciate the God, Kickstarter I, help, and we appreciate the movie suggestions because we've got more ammo for future shows. I hope you didn't love this movie yeah. and we're just talking crap about it. I hope so too. And we're not trying to be mean about it. This is like 
this is like our raw, honest feelings about it. We can't help it. Is it bad? I don't. I don't know. I because no. I seriously. My mom was here earlier today, and I was like, "Mom, have you ever seen this movie?" And she was like, "Yes." And I was like, "What did you think about it?" And she was like, "I kind of liked it. It was different. It was like kind of a unique movie, like doing something I hadn't really seen before." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll give it that. It's unique for sure." And I felt bad immediately for not liking it, even though that's my opinion, you know. But um, I just thought there are people out there who may really enjoy what this was doing, and I I feel bad, but I. I definitely, this is our honest hey, opinion of it. <laughs> whether or not, you know, Nick truly enjoys this movie for, you know, it's actual, you know, the way it is, or if he enjoys it in a satirical sense, or, you know, yeah. who knows? Uh, it's, it, this is what we are, you know? We, 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 gotta, we gotta let people know what we think, you know? And, yeah. and I'm very thankful for, for him, you know? I'm uh, glad we watched it. Yeah, really, yeah. I no, the, I, I, I kind of like the idea that I can look back and laugh at the fact that like this movie spent 20 minutes in a hospital room <laughs> with some crazy keyboard action going. We on. did not know what the heck was going on. <laughs> we didn't know. And I didn't he, know. I had no idea. <laughs> okay, so there's a part later in the movie where he says that he was on this planet before dinosaurs. So. He's on this planet before dinosaurs. <laughs> By the way, he's Chuck Bass's dad. For anybody who watched Gossip Girl, he is the actor who played Chuck Bass's dad, but in full makeup and you can't tell it's him. I'm just trying to establish. He <laughs> was on this planet before dinosaurs. He's wearing pirate's garb and he speaks American English while living in a rock, in a in a industrial warehouse in Iceland, I'm like, how did this come to be? <laughs> I'm sorry. What what was the question? <laughs> okay, first there were microbes. No, first there was the monster. There was Earth. <laughs> there was creation story. Creation story. There is Earth. Let us let us continue with the uh, story as we as we are into this. You know, if figuring out the monster's origin is as fruitless as trying to uh, figure out the monster's origin. What I feel, I, yes, I agree with you, Joel, and I agree with you, Sarah. But I feel that the whole the, the whole point of of him saying that he was before the dinosaurs was essentially written so that he could be like, I've seen humanity from nothing and they're ugly and horrible and I want to spit fire at them, but they make this booze and that helps. And I can't. And that seems to be the only... All I want to do is <laughs> die and I can't die. By the way, that is a plot point in this movie. The monster... Yeah, he got shot, didn't he? Well, lot, lots of things. Like, he's talked about how many different ways people have tried to, to murder him. He's the, immortal. That's right. The whole reason he goes off of this island with the girl is is because she says, I promise I'm going to find this specific doctor who has created a device that can destroy matter. And he thinks that this device will be able to destroy him. So they want to go find him. Plot. So what happens, Joel? Why? What? What? Uh. So he. Uh, 
well, he decides to, to go to humanity, right? To, at, at this point, I've fallen into a coma. The doctors don't give me much time to live. Um, You know, I've got drool coming out of my mouth. And and then uh, I remembered, oh, I'm alive just watching a movie. (laughs) Um, So she takes him back to the villagers, which they are. uh, If I were her, I might have been like, why don't you give these guys some crap for throwing me out to sea? But, you know, she just. She has this demeanor the whole way through that's like so, I don't even know how to put it. There's like a glibness to her. Like she's, like she's not really, nothing bothers her. I mean, she cries a little bit when she finds out her fiance died, but. um, Oh, she cries for about two seconds and then she's, she's pretty much over it. I mean, that's, it's. Like she literally is like you know he looked like this do you remember and he's like I, you know I don't I don't know and then he like what they go outside he there's a pile of human bones on the ground he kind of digs through them for a second and he picks up these sneakers and that's you know I guess those were her fiance's favorite sneakers like we said and she's she's sad I don't even know if she cries she like goes inside and she's just kind of sad. And the monster doesn't apologize, I don't think, right? He's just like, well, this is what I do. I kill humans. It was really stupid because he was acting like he was sad. Okay, he's supposed to be a guy who doesn't give a crap about anything. He's supposed to be like, I hate everyone in the world. She comes in, asks about her fiance, and doesn't get mad at him about it. She's not afraid of him. She doesn't get mad at him, and he is so surprised by the fact that she doesn't get mad at him that he's off, like, moping around going, you know, well, he's ma- he's feeling bad that she's sad. And it's like, you're supposed to take notice that, like, out of all the humans that he just wanted to throw fire at, like, she's a special person and that maybe he likes her or whatever, and it's so stupid because there's zero chemistry. There's zero anything. And you don't feel you don't feel that they are connecting. She just found out her fiance died. You're kind of like, I don't know what the dynamic is here. I mean, is this supposed to be like the kidnapper like falling for the the kidnap? I don't. I don't know yeah, the kidnap yeah, yeah. victim. Or yeah, the they've got some uh, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome, thing. exactly. Yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, she she gets him out of Iceland. They hop on a plane, and he's like instant celebrity. They're all instant celebrity. They get off the plane. This the news. All they want to interview about this monster, and she's like, suddenly, she's acting like a human being. And I'm not talking about like her character I'm talking about for some reason the actress perked up at this moment and like I I, I don't know I've, I haven't seen Sarah Polly in anything else I, I she was in Go but I don't remember her in that movie because I saw it a long time ago yeah and her acting in this movie is wooden to say the least like people make fun of Kristen Stewart uh, for the Twilight movies mm. And there is a certain nuance that I never would have recognized before until I saw this movie in Kristen Stewart's acting in those movies compared to what Sarah Polly does in this movie. 
Like, and it could just be that she is not given anything. And I, I think that is mostly what it is. There's just nothing behind the script and the story for, especially for her. Like her, what is her character development? Her fiance died and she's a little bit crazy, I guess, because I mean, it is a little crazy just to go off to Iceland. Doing, doing whatever's, you know, in her, in her mind is the, the character and her power to just try to find him. You know, that seems to be the motivation. Um, maybe she's stealing herself. You know, he's been missing for months now, right? Yeah, she says, I think we're going to be famous. And then you hear this, like, techno beat kick in, like, from Matrix or something. And, um, yeah, like the like the Fresno alien or something. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I love that Fresno alien. <laughs> and then... Um, Hopefully someday I get to meet him. Aaron, you have to design a logo for our podcast of the Fresno, Fresno alien. alien. Done. Oh, that is so Done. cool. That's I'm going so down. Excited. We, we okay. do need a new logo, so agreed. Agreed. I love your logo. We, I, you did before. Yeah. Thank too. you. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, after that, it's like somebody has the idea that she's gonna, you know, have a change of personality due to fame, and. It's just very strange because you don't feel that the actress is trying to show that because she's famous, she's somehow letting it go to her head. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we don't even get much time to feel one way or the other about it. <laughs> there's basically a scene where she gets they get off the plane. Then there's a scene where they're at the hotel and... There are all these people there. She starts talking to some guy and ends up sleeping with him. And then we find out that the crazy doctor they said was in a mental institution is there at the hotel that they're at. Well, no, they specifically went out and found him for the monster because that was part oh, of yeah, his yeah, demands. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Helen Mirren goes, this is sensational. I don't want to fix him. I don't want to kill him. And um, and then, so she, okay, she finds this guy and hooks up with him. This right. is like, it feels like they just stepped off the plane, went straight to this party. Like there was a conveyor belt yeah. that went from like the plane to the party. Yeah. yeah. And then the party went straight to her bedroom <laughs> that um, she slept with this guy and- Helen Mirren comes in in the morning or somebody and they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I've been making love. <laughs> yes, that is that is what she said. Oh, what man. the hell? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, what the hell? Is it supposed to be like she never slept with anybody before or something? Like, mm. is it supposed to be like. I don't know. It's, it's so open. It's that that right there is so left open for interpretation. Well, here you know? here's what it is. Here it is. Okay. She gets off the plane before before they get off the plane. She's like, I think we're going to be famous. Boom! Fame corrupts this innocent pigtail wearing girl to the point that you know she goes, she parties, she hooks up with a guy. No judgments on any of that stuff, but no. it, it does seem very out of character for her. The next morning, she. By the way, the the Beastie Boy has been uh, uh, drinking all day in his room, and like 
when he first gets into his room for some reason, he takes the television and drops it out the window. Commentary. Uh, hopefully he didn't kill anybody. If he did, doesn't matter. Um, and then the next day she gets up and goes, knocks on his door. And if you look at the Amazon image for this movie, no such thing. You see Sarah Polly's character wearing this weird, uh, what is it? It's, it's like a series of straps. It's not a dress. It's like a weaved, weaved material type it's of an thing going asymmetrical on. asymmetrical dress that has these different, like, pieces that are, yeah, woven or something that is, like, juxtaposition of pieces of fabric. Not a very common look. Um, Not something that she has, like, even... She, it seemed like she had one outfit before this. Yeah. This yeah. was like the first outfit change, it felt like. I agree with that as well. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. She had like a sweater kind of thing going on for most of the movie. Right. I mean, before I think she, she was, was wearing something else at the party. I think she was wearing like a dress, like a normal dress or something like that. But yeah, and then it's like this is their press day. Like she's taking the monster in front of all the cameras They're for the questions. They're going to do the interview. And she was like, this is, this is what I'm going to wear. Yep. I, d- I don't feel that way. I feel like they came in to do hair and makeup and dress her for oh, the interview. I feel like somebody else came in and did that. But I think it was supposed to be like, whoa, holy moly, Hot mama smoking moment. I do think it was supposed to be like that. Like that's what I said the first time I saw Sarah. By the way, oh, shut up! Holy moly, hot mama smoking something. Smoking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was really into the mask back then. I, I was. I just. Oh I slid up after and I said, "Somebody stop me." <laughs> Uh-huh. And then I we was were like, in the oh, same classroom in sixth grade. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sixth grade. No, um, I don't really want to go down this road. Well, let me tell you all a little tale. No. So, um, yeah, I do think that it, the outfit was so crazy. Yeah. Because I think that this is like maybe like the person who picked this outfit for the purpose of the movie was like, you know what's really hot? When girls are kind of goth and they wear this weird thing that looks like it's got little holes in it and stuff. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know. I felt like it wasn't coming from like a place of like, of like, you know. It didn't feel like the character's personal taste whatsoever. No. I agree with you. No, it didn't feel like her personal taste. No, no. And it was I- supposed to show some sort of artificial change and like sexiness and like we can't yeah. we can't sell her the way she was you know we gotta we gotta get her strapped into this uh, vinyl whatever it is maybe there was a cut scene where helen murin was telling her why she needed to wear this dress we um, don't let's let's not hypothesize <laughs> on any cut scenes oh, we need to this there's is so much exactly stuff spiral they, we need to go there's so much stuff they could have cut out of this movie what are you talking instead. about joel think, think about think about what's on the cutting room floor for a moment all right i'd like to i'd like to hit the brakes um we're, we're pretty far in the story there's right. not that much All left right. in it i'd like to rewind because okay. as you can see there has been a lot of stuff to talk about which uh nick i gotta say thank you at least for that because 
that yeah. this movie has given us just so much to chew on. And it's all, it, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever chewed. No, it's not. It's not. It's just not good. Uh, I, but I want to go back to the hospital. Oh, okay. Because we, we did, we touched a bit on the hospital and we, we talked about, it, you know, it's kind of tedious. You know, it's people coming in the room being like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, uh, what's going to do? And Julie Christie's like looking, looking <laughs> out a window or into a window or above a window. <laughs> and uh, she's the one they only have for one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's just so long. Like, why do we have to see all this drama? Why can't it be like, she survived, uh, and like, she recovers? But no, they, they have to do this thing where they strap her in the chair from freaking A Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I have an answer. I think I have an answer. Do tell. Well, this movie focuses on the um like both the good the bad and the ugly about humanity so what i'm trying to get at is possibly what we're getting from this medical scene is, is that humanity isn't all that bad because they're trying to help this poor girl this poor girl who's shattered you know because before that scene in the airport you see someone <laughs> mug her right then you see two guys try to steal illegal, illegal amounts of, of radioactivity <laughs> at, 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 through an airport. And you're, so you're supposed to see, like, the ugliness of humanity. But then you end up in Iceland where, where, well, I mean, unfortunately, things are good and bad. But you get this, you know. Yeah. At, these people patting her on the head. You know, they're like, yeah, you're great. You know, yeah. <laughs> giving her flowers and stuff. And then she ends up in a village where they knock her out. They booze her up and they <laughs> rip her clothes off, you know. <laughs> The ugliness and the goodness of humanity are supposed to be represented. That's my interpretation. Your interpretation just makes me tired. <laughs> <laughs> we should get an audio clip of that guy just the the ranting. Uh, there's that there's that rant in the beginning that he does, and then there's the rant he does when they do the interview. Just go get a freshman year college student. Who's writing a script and have him read you some of his stuff? Mm. Hey, dude, I, that's just what I thought. You know, we, di we didn't talk no, no, about no, the I, fall from grace. I appreciate you trying to <clears throat> trying to get to the the core of this this nugget of. Um, <laughs> they try to establish with us when she's in the hospital. Just how painful this process is going to be, um, right? Because she's she is paralyzed, but as the surgery gets goes successfully, she is going to start feeling things, get sensation back, and unfortunately, they need her to feel the pain. And we see that she's feeling pain in a momentary scene where her eyes get wide, and then, well, you know, that's about it. I mean, because she can't. Julie show Christie reacts to it. Oh yeah. I think she, she cover her mouth or something. No, wait. She's looking through she a window turned away or and uh, <laughs> turned away. Yeah. Oh, she turned away from the window. I forgot about. She does that too. I don't know. I just. <laughs> and then, did you tell? Did you talk about the fact that when she goes, she goes with Julie Christie, 
Then she goes with the pony. And then when she gets as far as she can on foot with that guy who walks with her out to the village, she goes, well, what's the village like? And he hands her a gun and yeah. says, you'll see. <laughs> it's so... Why? <laughs> Like a gigantic pistol. <laughs> I mean, with those with those things being said and the score going on the background, I couldn't help. I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> it's kind um, of like I mean, I don't know if for some reason I want to say like I don't know what the soundtrack of Legend was like. It was good. It was. Was it? Legend had some synth going on. Yeah, I feel like I it was like synthesizer. This like movie probably would have benefited from a little more synth, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to just like the MIDI MIDI keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a. It was supposed to be like dreamy and like reflective and like, and you're like you. What the? Where am I? Where am I? I don't know. I'm lost too. You, you want to know where you are? Hold on a second. Six months later. No! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is good. this is good. like Quincy's quest, but if everything that happened was bad. I was going to say, don't you dare say that about Quincy's quest. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, it's, it's the quest gone wrong. That's okay. So, so the hospital tedious. We're going back. We're going back. Okay. After the party, after the interview, she could see that this monster is miserable. By the way, the uh, what did you think of that? Oh yeah. Well, that happens after they're going back, right? Mm-hmm. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. We can't talk about that yet. No, Sorry. We'll, we'll Sorry. Get, we'll get to it. Um. The doctor, this this special doctor who uh, I, I called him Doctor Wankenstein, he created some machine that can destroy matter. But he's he's very crazy. He's crazy. He's eccentric, and you can tell because he's got super thick glasses on, and he's he's just talking and talking and talking like talking to hear himself. Nobody really understands what he's saying until. Uh, Sarah Polly happens to go downstairs to the bar where he's just hanging out by himself and she's like uh-huh yeah okay yeah like she gets it <laughs> hey maybe she likes intellectuals you know she's into science yeah that's why she monsters. likes a monster yeah. science monsters uh, fiancés who wear shoes Woven dresses. Oh, guys with muscles, because she sleeps with that guy, and he's got, you know, he keeps taking his shirt off so that we can see he's got muscles. Hey. She was making love. She oh. wanted to have a good time. <laughs> She's famous, Joel. <laughs> Think about that. She's famous. If you were famous, wouldn't you want to make love to a stranger? <laughs> Muscly stranger at that. It just feels so contrived. I mean, I'm not trying to be. Like, no, no, no. It's but... just this is what's presented to you. This is what's being presented I, to you. It feels you know? like somebody was like holding their Barbie doll. Like I just met the man of my dreams. Like I don't know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but this monster is the real one i understand that yeah. understands me that is something i was gonna say after she 
is with that guy. She goes into the monster's room. Okay, and I think she is supposed to be looking hot, even though I don't really think she did. And she goes, I'm sorry, I was having sex really loud all <laughs> night in the room next to your... I know we share a wall, and your hotel room was right here. And he's just like his usual grouchy self. But I do think that they're supposed to be building this rapport between them. And it's just so awkward because they've had no, like, they talk to each other, but they've had, like, no moments of, like, romance or, like, connection. Like, the only things they've really talked about are, like, you should forgive someone if they do something mean. Like, like, barely anything. And, um... The mere connection that, that you know, he killed her fiancé, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, she's treated him nice, and he hasn't killed her. Therefore, they're relationship. I'm not saying they're in love, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I, I don't <laughs> even... He I don't, ever- what is the event that, like, leads them back to the island? Well, like, Helen well, Mirren wants to get some, like, she wants to get some, like, some gritty footage, footage of the monster getting oh my the God. crap so they, kicked out of him. Yeah. They try to put him through the most painful things possible to see if they can kill him. That's right. They're running all the tests on him, except for they're not letting that doctor that actually would know what to do, the professor, whatever... And, uh, yeah, there's just a scene where he is out in the middle of the street and people are just beating on him. People punch him. And it's like, the monster is no longer cool anymore. And then there's, like, these four guys that are like, hey, and they, like, kick his <laughs> butt. And then one of them pees on him. Yeah. I remember that now. Like, I mean, if I saw a monster, I would pee on him. That's, I mean, that's. There's a lot just- of urinating in this movie. There's a lot of urinating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it was just supposed to be like, oh, like feel sorry for that monster. And he didn't fight back because he promised Beatrice that he wouldn't kill anyone, even though he could totally spit fire. Oh yeah. And like tear only, people he, apart. He only spits fire twice. The yeah. promise of a he made that promise to a girl. He doesn't care about that. No, he does. <laughs> He's going to honor that promise. Even when someone's peeing on him. <laughs> I want to pee on you. Pee, pee, poo. Yeah. So then she pulls up in like a pickup <laughs> and gets him in the bed of the truck yep. and takes him somewhere and then they fly. I hope they do laundry first. They fly to yeah. Iceland. Hopefully they don't crash. Wait, who's laundry? Because <laughs> if you're talking about the monster's laundry, he's he's been wearing the same clothes forever. He smells really bad, I guarantee it. I believe they took a boat back to Iceland, actually. Well, they, they take fly. the plane and then they take oh. the boat. Oh, sorry. Or no, no, you're right. Maybe they, they do take a boat because that's where... That's where... Uh, they learn to play flute together. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. I was going to say, is there a scene that I don't remember? Because it is perfectly possible that I just blocked a scene where they learned how to play the flute together. 
<laughs> no, that's that's uh, she's like sleeping on a pile of ropes and some oh, yeah! some guys carrying pots he walks out of the door, walks walks by her, takes a look, and he just like sticks his hand like into her. She's not wearing shorts on her he? legs. It's she's on her dress. Oh, she's wearing she's wearing the dress that she escaped in, and he just kind of like. Lifts the, dre- the dress up a little bit, sliding his hand up her leg, and she wakes up, and he's just like, "Oh, hey, uh, bye." You know, he doesn't say Walks anything. He's pots, just like, yeah. and she's like, "Can you look out for me while I'm sleeping? The cook keeps bothering me." <laughs> what is he gonna bother you about? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. This is the most legendary love story of all time. Yeah, so they get back to the island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, God. And uh, this guy, this professor guy has a crazy-ass lab that's like in a factory or something like that because they, they get the monster upstairs and um, strapped into the exact same thing that Beatrice was strapped into when she got her surgery. You know, you see what I'm saying here? You see yep. the parallels? There's a connection. All you comes full the circle. Same. The mirror reflection. She, he's going to experience the pain that she experienced. That's right. It's yep. another connection between well, them. You know, he's experienced pain that she can't imagine, but that doesn't mean that they don't have a kinship. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and so I don't even know. She's like, she's running to go see him before the process is done. And there's like SWAT. There's like a military yeah. team. Yeah, like, they're coming in. Yeah, trying to stop it before it happens. Because they want to figure out, you know, the secret to immortality or something like that. So we're not going to let him destroy that thing. And uh, we get, she gets to the room. Uh, before the, just slightly before the police get there, which is weird. And they throw the switch and the monster is sitting in the thing and there's just lights all over him and the machine is making a sound, I think. And we're, we're just looking at his face while the machine is doing whatever it's doing. And we keep looking at his face. And we keep looking at his face. Looks at her. Oh yeah, and then we see they're making her face. eye contact. You see, like kind of blue sparks flying. We might as well have got another time thing that said six months later, <laughs> because we hold on both of their faces for a very long time, and then roll credits. Yeah, yeah, they rolled credits. So thanks, Nick. That's a- <laughs> Um, what uh, other notes do you have? I'm just curious. Okay, let's see. They haven't really, uh... W2EF with Monster Marin. Uh, I am such a comedian. Because we didn't have any context in the beginning. Yeah. He's just talking into a microphone. Like, yeah. is this something he does all day? Is that his microphone? <laughs> let's see. Uh, he has tales. He has tales we could never dream of. He's yeah. been around since the micro... Since the microorganisms crawled out of the water. That's right. He's been around. He's seen, he's seen it all. So, 
the boat that rescues um, Beatrice when the plane crashes. They, they guys are speaking. Uh, I, I assume some the Icelandic language, whatever that is. But they do mention that the boat is when they're calling in that they found somebody. They're like blah blah blah, you know, ship Potemkin, and that's. I am assuming that people don't just name their boats Potemkin. I'm assuming that's the director referencing the battleship Potemkin, the famous silent film. And uh, underneath that, I wrote that they they call the ship Potemkin, and the sub note to that is, I hate this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, there's a larger picture here that maybe we just didn't see. Maybe yeah. Maybe we didn't see the big um, message. Yeah. It's a mock mock uh, documentary or something. No. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I got is uh, you guys mentioned he had a Misfits haircut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah the devil lock <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Totally had a devil lock going on. Uh, there were like at least five different scenes where the mouse, the monster howled at the sky. Oh yeah, for he, he screams in rage. That's right, just yeah. from the pain of existence. Oh yeah, it's like, <sighs> mm-hmm. that's right, that's right. Like I forgot Kirby about that or something. I forgot about that. And uh, yep. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's not, that's what I got. I wrote. Ooh, as the last note, I think that there was like something like that going on in the uh, soundtrack as the thing was going. But the the last thing that actually I did when the movie stopped and the credits roll was throw down my ne- my notebook and say, "What the hell was that?" So you know, you guys were both like, "What? Why is this still going?" And I was just kind of staring there, dumbfounded. Like, not just at the end, but the whole thing. I was just kind of like, wow. <laughs> Sometimes you're just like, this is a story. <laughs> I'm reading some reviews online right now. On uh, IMDb, it actually has like a, a six score for users. The The critic uh, meta score is uh, 34 out of 100, so... I, th- I think we were leaning more towards the 34 than the uh, whatever. Rotten Tomatoes says 29%. Oh, boy. Audience says 58%. Yeah. So, I mean, this appealed to some people. That yeah. makes sense to me. That does make sense to me. It, like, it, like somebody should check out this movie because just because it didn't work for us doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. It isn't like The Room in the sense that almost anybody who watches The Room is going to be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this movie is, it's a movie, you know, and it's it's got, it's written by a professional. It's got uh, professional actors in it. It's... So this is like it was a trip. Yeah, this movie was a trip. Yeah i I didn't know where I was going, and that was kind of refreshing to not know what was gonna. It was not predictable. It was not like any other thing I had seen. But I don't think I give it quite as unique a uh, appreciation as my mom did. (laughs) But I definitely, uh, I definitely can say it had 
a different flair than a lot of movies like this do. I was reading a couple of little comments on online and like a negative remark was everything so serious poetic earnest and sadly dull and the reply to that from somebody who liked the movie said by the end of no such thing the audience like beatrice has a watchful affection for the monster no <laughs> i I could care less. Yeah, I don't feel connected to him. He didn't have a changing character other than, I guess, he wasn't killing people, but we didn't ever see him kill anybody. We just assumed because there were bones in the yard, you know, out in his front yard next to his petunias. I I don't feel sympathy or connection to his character, um, but I don't really, I don't feel one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Indifference and boredom, unfortunately. But Nick, thank I, you. I appreciate you. Thank you giving for- this as an option because I wouldn't have seen it otherwise. And I always appreciate seeing new movies. I do too. Thank you very much, Nick. Yeah. Thank you for helping us with the Kickstarter. Thank you for giving us movie suggestions. And we miss you uh, hanging around. Next time you're at the comic book store, Aaron will give you a kiss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So let's do this. Uh, Let's move on here. Uh, I want to read a thank you. I want to read a shout out. Now, I forgot to do this the last two weeks, and I feel really bad about it. So I'm going to start with the uh, first person who responded when I said if there was anything they wanted me to say in particular. And that's Chris Lott. So Chris Lott pledged to our Kickstarter, and uh, he gets a shout out for that. Chris, thank you very much for your pledge. Uh, he has a free new, uh, weekly newsletter called KTX, KTZX, K-A-T-E-Z-I-C, KTZX, clippings for word nerds, bookworms, and the incurably curious. That's at K-A-T-E-Z-I-C dot com. And, uh, yeah, you can read snuff, uh, by him at that website. Cool. I just wanted to say thank you, Chris. For yeah. Throwing that $5 away. Thanks, thank Chris. Thank you. And we'll check that out. Yeah, for That's sure. That's right. I like words. We'll put notes into the show notes area. I've lost, I've lost all my energy because <laughs> of talking about this movie. I can't, you know. We could go on for longer. That's the funny thing. Like, if we would continue to talk about it, I, I'd find this We'd other. find more things. I think, but now that it's kind of winding down, I'm just like, uh, I'm going to get that. I think we covered enough. Absolutely. Apologies. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the movie I feel like is uh, very difficult to follow. <laughs> It's something to be experienced, though. Yeah, I, I know. I know that there's a lot of negativity coming from us on this. Yeah, but sorry I, about that. I anybody. think this is definitely something that needs to be experienced, though. Uh, I, I disagree. Don't ever watch this movie. It's a big old piece. Of- oh, okay. Anyways, hey, that's fine. That's <laughs> okay, fine. no, this that's is an opinion-based that is, podcast. That is so just no that is just my opinion. I'm I, actually I, so glad that we watched this because it made me so happy just to like have this experience with you guys and like talk about yeah, it that's and, what i'm like, talking about and like yeah we got lots of good yeah. material out of it <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so were you guys? I, I okay, so I'm being harsh on the movie, and I, I I do feel kind of bad at that. You guys didn't love the movie. You don't even like the movie. You're glad you watched it. You obviously learned something that I did not from this movie. So I can't wait to hear what lessons you got out of this. By the way, we don't know what we're watching next week yet. I'm still waiting to hear back from uh, the other two pledges. Well, we'll find out though. So, here are the closing bits. Email any suggestions or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a star or written rating. It increases our visibility. We really appreciate it. And if you have a chance, tell somebody else about our podcast. Tell one of those other fellow nerds. We're nerds, too, and we like nerds. And uh, if you, like, seriously, if you have suggestions of movies you want us to watch, drop us a line. You can drop us on the Facebook page. You can email us directly. You can go to the comic book store and tell Aaron until he, he tells you to leave. Uh, Yeah. Thanks to David. I, I, I won't tell you to leave. He, he will eventually. Like, if it's closing time, he'll kick you out. Maybe then, though. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams and our families for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you. And thank you again, Chris Lott. Shout out number two. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Chris. So. Thanks, everybody. Thanks and for especially, listening. Especially you guys, though. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, what'd you learn? What did you learn from this highly acclaimed movie? No, it's not highly acclaimed. <laughs> what did you learn from this movie? Well. that. Oh, wait, wait. There's one thing I, I totally forgot to mention before before I'm sorry. Okay. I just gotta I just gotta say, if you look up about this movie on IMDB and Wikipedia, it says it has heavy Beowulf influences. And I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with Beowulf. Well, but gonna say that that other than there being a monster in this film. Uh-huh. The monster in Beowulf, real quick, monster in Beowulf attacks a village. Right, Grendel. Yeah. That's one similar strain? Maybe? Okay, so does Beowulf like befriend, befriend Grendel and they, they get famous together? No. No. No, he kills Grendel and then he kills Grendel's mother, right? Yeah. And then he becomes king and then he dies when he fights a dragon, Pretty right? Much. Spoilers. Pretty much. Spoilers on Beowulf. Right. Yeah. Spoilers for a ancient, <laughs> yeah, ancient <laughs> epic, po- poem. epic poem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I just want to say that. Okay. Lesson. All right, Joel. My lesson that I learned from this movie is, is if you're a, uh, a scientist of um, loose morals and ethics, <laughs> all right, and uh, and and Helen Mirren's like, hey. Gotta, you gotta work on this, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure out this, uh, this monster here for us. That it's always important that in your scientist lab, that you have a countdown clock on the wall. There's no reason for this <laughs> clock whatsoever, but it's gotta be counting down. Yeah. And you gotta focus on that. Because you know what? Sometimes you just need red digital letters counting down on your wall. 
And that's what I learned from this movie. Don't forget you need specialized safety goggles. Oh, you're right. Thank you. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Sarah, do you have anything? She's just shaking her head. (laughs) I'm reading this. I'm reading this description of it. Disgusted with human evolution, a foul-mouthed monster kills anyone who crosses his path. When a news crew sent to investigate the monster disappears, a guileless young woman is dispatched to follow up on the story. She befriends the monster and because becomes his only hope at ending his life of misery. What did I learn? <laughs> I learned that... This is going to sound bad. I learned that you don't have to be a very good actress <laughs> to get a major role in a movie. <laughs> I really don't think it's her fault, but mm, she was really bad in this movie. Maybe her direct... You know... It could be no direction. It could be over direction. Yeah. yeah. It could be like, I'm here. I'm giving you everything I've got. And the director just keeps going, no, be more guileless. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not getting that from you yet. <laughs> okay. And uh, my lesson is that uh, if you are looking to make a movie. I hear Iceland is willing to give you some money as long as you do most of it there. They'll they'll let you do anything. Nice. I actually really like the fact that it was like Iceland and like you could tell it was like, we're proud of this. It's an Iceland movie. We put our money into it. Because like, yeah. And it's beautiful. Iceland looks beautiful. Like, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I, I want to move I wouldn't say the cinematography's terrible. No. No, not by any means. It's the same thing Uwe Boll does, does for, with the Germany's money. You know, they, they give the money to the artist to make a movie, and it doesn't matter if it's really good or not. I'd go to Iceland to make a movie. I don't know anything about making movies, but I would do it for a trip to Iceland. That's yeah, pretty cool. You heard it here first, folks. Please don't send me into outer space. Is going to Iceland to make a movie. So would Helen Mirren. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.